Sunday Show Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Carmen. Got the co-host here, Aaron Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. Kamish, Kamish. Hello, hello. So, uh, Kamish, before we get started, I think you wanted to say a couple things, or I'll kick it off to you, sir. Yeah, I do. I just wanted to make sure that we took a second here to take a time out and address the DeMar Hamlin situation that came up at the end of week 17. And, you know, fantasy football really is a fun thing for, for all of us, especially here on this program. But, you know, sometimes, you know, real world and real real life health issues pop up in the game of football that we all love so much. So, you know, obviously everything that happened on, on the field kind of took a backseat to that as it should and you know we're we are very thankful on this program here that Demar is is on the road back to better health. You know we've gotten a lot of good news on him over the over the the last week or so, which has been great. A ton of outpouring of support all over the country and from us on this program too. So that's been awesome to see. Big news that he went home the other day, which is which is great. So you know, our our thoughts and prayers are going to continue to be with him and with the Buffalo Bills and the entire organization. So just wanted to make sure we took a second to. Uh, to take a time out from, from what we do here to address that. And we actually took the week off last week out of respect for that situation. And we did post uh, on our social medias about, you know, him being our bullish buy, just kind of a, a shout out from our show to him setting a, a, the, as much love and support as we can in a tough time. So all in all, he's on the mend, which is great. Um, obviously more important than anything we're going to talk about today or anything going on in, in the NFL world. So just wanted to make sure that we as a program touched on that uh, as a group here. And, uh, you know, without any further ado here, you know, Captain Carmen, let's get it back to you so we can get going on what we have going on for a wild card weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kamish, for uh, touching on that. And um, you you nailed it. The, you, you hit the nail right on the head. So I, I don't need to speak any further on it. Well done. And let's get into some football. Uh, so playoffs – are here, boys. Playoffs are here. Uh, allow me to be happy for a, a moment as a Giants fan, if you don't mind. It's been a long time since I've been able to sit down on a playoff weekend and actually watch my team play. So kind of a roller reversal between me and you, Kamish, uh, something you're uh, not used to, something I'm kind of used to is the seat that you're in. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to gladly be okay to watch some football this weekend as a Giants fan. I will probably pull my hair out, scream, yell, do all those things. But let's get into it here. We talk wild card weekend, and, you know, we're going to stick to the same format. Bullish buys, you know, our defense, too deep, and our pick sixes. So, And at the end, we're going to do a little twist on the captain's picks. So we'll, we'll lead into that later. But I guess I'll kick it right off with my bullish buy. And, I mean, I, I don't know what anyone else, when I was looking at this, there was a couple ways to go, but I, I really said, you know what? Just go ahead and hammer Jamar Chase. So I'm going Mr. Chase, 8,000. He's at home. He just played against this Baltimore secondary a week ago where he was able to score, you know, 20-something points against them. They're the 21st-ranked defense in DraftKings against wide receivers. I expect Jamar Chase uh, to have another monster day. What say you, Mr. Brown Town? Yeah, I um, you know, I looked at that game, and and first off, you know, with, with this this lineup, you got, I mean, you got to take a step back. Remember, we got this is Wild Card Weekend, so there's so many studs to choose from this week. Um, going to be some exciting games, but yeah, I too eyeballed the. Cincinnati Ravens game it's like they're, they're gonna be playing back-to-back weeks um you know it, it's funny I actually um I do like Chase I'm not gonna argue with it I think it's like you know any given week he can blow up um it's funny I don't have Chase as my bullish buy I actually have Higgins I rewatched that game um or a couple highlights of last week and uh the Ravens Humphrey actually held Higgins to one catch last week and that's because Humphrey played um, was guarding Higgins in the first half. And then as we know, Chase kind of blew up against him. And then it's funny, second half, they actually threw um, Humphrey over on Chase <laughs> uh, a little bit. So it will be interesting to see if they kind of reverse it and they start with Humphrey on Chase. Do I think he can lock him up? No. So it's probably still a good pick. Um, 
maybe this is just a sneaky way to say I have Higgins in my in my lineup. But I'll let Kamish uh, speak. He can go his bullish buy, and I'll uh, I'll end us off at, at bullish at the end. Yeah, so you guys are loading up on the Cincinnati receivers. I like I like it. You know, those guys can both pop off at any moment. I uh, I did not go towards that game in this category here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat right off the top here. I'm gonna go with two guys here in the bullish buy category in honor of Wild Card Weekend. Now we're going two really expensive running backs here. The first one is going to be 8,300 for Austin Eckler. You know, we just finished up our fantasy season as well as the NFL regular season. And this guy finished RB1 overall in half PPR and full PPR formats. He led the league in receptions. And, you know, he, he really is one of the true great game script proof backs in the league. If they're ahead, they're happy to hand it to him. And if they're behind, they're happy to give him a million check down passes, which just eats up those, those PPR points. Jaguars here, they're at the 22nd ranked team in the league against opposing running backs. And let's be honest, there's never a bad time to play Austin Eckler, especially when all the chips are on the line come playoff time. And in the same train of thought, I went with Christian McCaffrey going up, up against the Seattle Seahawks for 8,900. So two expensive guys there. Same thought process here. You know, he can catch it. He can run it. He's never scripted out of the game, no matter what's going on. He's been getting a ton of work since Purdy has started. If you, if you throw out week 18, uh, you know, the game that San Fran really didn't need at all. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 22 and a half touches per game since Purdy took over as the full-time starter. And let's not even mention what he did to Seattle just a few weeks ago in week 14. Um, you, know, you know, he dropped 28 on those guys at the start of the fantasy playoff. So it's the same matchup here. That last game was in Seattle. This one's at home. So my bullish buys this week, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, running backs number one and number two on the season. I think it's going to carry over into the playoffs. No, that's, you know, that's funny, actually. I think, uh, I think we definitely do have fantasy gods watching us over this week. Um, I think they said, Hey, commish, we Sunday surefire needs to stick to the same formula and give out the, a similar advice because, um, it's ironic because, uh, my bullish bio is going to say a CMC. So we still turned out saying the same amount of bullish buys on this episode, because I agree with you, my bullish buy, I was going to say was CMC as well. So we're agreeing there. Um, yeah, I like the, I like they're at home. Um, I, you know, Seattle was a 29th ranked defense this year as well. Um, I think to your point, you know, I think they all, I mean, we, we do have to remember, uh, you know, San Francisco does have a lot of help, you know, with Purdy starting. So I think, you know, they're going to load CMC a little bit. You know, they, they were very conservative at times with them in the season. Make sure they're not overdoing it with them. Uh, and that's for like this time of the year. So I think they I think they use CMC uh, to help, you know, uh, Hurdy's first year and, you know, let alone uh, first playoff game as well. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I, I like CMC. And it, it's funny how the fantasy gods keep uh, leveling us out a little bit, too. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like uh, it's it sounds like you guys went heavy RB strategy uh, this wild card weekend. I went on the other end. I went I went heavy wide receiver uh, with my bullish buy picks, and then I went a little bit cheaper on the RB strategy. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of unique uh, where I love CMC. You won't hear any arguments from me because he torched Seattle uh, not too long ago. And he gets the volume commission, you know, since Purdy's taken over. Um, I, I absolutely have no qualms with CMC. I saw him. I liked him. I just, I was trying to figure out what's my strategy going to be. And at the end of the day, when I went strategy, I ended up going uh, cheaper on my running back so that I could uh, go heavy on my wide receivers. So, um I, like I said, no arguments here. Like I like CMC, no no qualms about it. And what more can you say about Eckler? He's he's pretty much the Swiss Army knife of running backs. He pretty much does everything. So <laughs> you're not going to hear an argument on, on Eckler either from me. So uh, I guess, Mister Browntown, uh, do you want to kick it off with your uh, two deep defense? Yeah, sure. And I I, I appreciate you letting me kick in kicking this one off because it kind of goes, you know, it's going to be fresh in everybody memory here. I'm going with the strategy I like to call out a lot and I'm going to stack my running back with my defense here. I'm going 3,600 top defense in wildcard weekend. I'm going with the 49ers as my defense. Um, like I said, I like the strategy, you know, as it, 
as we know, is, is if we think this team's going to win, they're the home team, uh, you're going to have a strong running game as well. So I like pairing those guys up. But let's just talk about that defense this uh, real quick. So they had, they're up to 44 sacks this season and 20 picks. Let me repeat that. 44 sacks and 20 picks. That's that's crazy, right? So the only only team out there that's you know pretty comparable are the get Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas has beaten them in sacks. Um, not quite as many picks as, as San Francisco. So they have a, a little, they're playing a little bit better in the secondary. Um, you know, I, I did look at Dallas, but uh, you know, I'm sure we may quickly mention it later, possibly. But you know, of course, uh, Tom Tom Brady still uh, scares me a little bit. So um, I'm still choosing what I feel is the best uh, matchup as far as safety, you know, low risk goes. And I went 49ers as my defense. They're 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 uh, most expensive, but I like uh, this matchup. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue the Niners either. I actually had them in my lineup, and then I pulled them uh, because I immediately switched strategies to, I guess, commish strategy, and I went uh, I went cheap, like really cheap on defense, and um, I went twenty six hundred Tampa Bay Bucks at home uh, against the Cowboys. And I know a lot of people are gonna go, well, dude, that's a risky play because the Cowboys of a good offense, but uh, can, can you guys tell me what quarterbacks uh, led the NFL in turnovers since like week 10? You guys have any idea who that might be? I think that's gotta be Dak, right? Yeah. He has been uh, a commission can correct me if I'm wrong, but he has been a uh, turnover machine. Uh, they've, they've been fortunate enough to win games because they're talented. I have a feeling that the moment, playing under the lights and a night game against the goat Tom Brady staring across the field to you. I have a feeling that that moment might just go ahead and vacuum up Dak Prescott. He might have a three pick game. Uh, and I, I think, I think Tampa Bay gets it done. I think the defense at 2,600 is a great value play. And um, I think just Dak's been, on the downswing the last several weeks and going into Tampa in a big situation, you're playing us. You're the only one on the docket nighttime playoffs. Got Tom Brady, the greatest of all time across the field from you. That could be a pressure cooker for Dak. And I, I have a feeling he's going to have some turnovers. So I went Tampa Bay 2600. What say you commission? Let's say Kamish. Well, Kamish says I agree wholeheartedly because that's also my pick. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, 2,600 at home against Dallas for all the same reasons you just mentioned. And the stat you throw out there about Dak, you know, it's not just the last few games here. You know, Dak missed five weeks this season, and he was still tied with Davis Mills for the league lead in interceptions with 15. 15 picks in 12 games. So, yeah, like you said, Dak's a turnover waiting to happen this year. You know, this whole this Tom Brady guy seems to bring out the most in the guys around him at this time of year. So I think for at least one more, at least one more week, we're going to get some Tom Brady magic. And I think Tampa Bay finds a way to win this game in advance. And I think the defense is going to be a big part of it. And I think this really could snowball on Dallas if they don't get out to a good start. And, you know, if Dak throws an early pick, the Bucs could be off to the races and races in this one. And it could be over quickly. So in lockstep with you there on Tampa Bay, I like it. I'm like I'm rooting for my guy Tom Brady. My Patriots didn't make it, so I got a root for Tom, for for Tom this week, and and hopefully he has w- at least one more playoff running him. If, if this is indeed his final season, yeah, I like it, boys. I do, I do like that. Um, you know, as we know, I think Dallas's run game has been uh, pretty prevalent this year, but you know, I think it's coming. It's it's funny. I mean, the Tampa Bay defense has been coming alive. Um, they're getting healthier. Uh, with the exception of Vita Vey, has had multiple weeks where they've rested them, so they're letting them have a complete uh recovery that I, I believe is trending to playing and we all know what Vita Vey does to that defense once he's back in the lineup so um yeah if they can't run it as effectively if they they have in the season um that you know as we talk about with game scripts that usually you know when, when you're forcing QBs to pass more it's not by when it's not by choice that's when turnovers happen so uh good thinking there I uh I like it yeah, and I just I just thought it was such a value play at twenty six hundred. I uh, 
I was, I had San Fran in the lineup and I was just like, you know what, this is going to afford me the luxury of getting a couple other guys I like. So let me go ahead and swap it out. So that being said, Kamish, you want to kick it off with our, uh, this is usually the, as Aaron downtown Brown likes to say, this is where it gets a little grimy sometimes. Do you want to kick it off highest to lowest on, on your pick sixes, Mr. Kamish? Happy to. And I, I wasn't on the last time we recorded, but I got a little, little called out from my uh, my pick sixes not being quite low enough. So I, I made sure that they fell into the right categories here tonight. So <laughs> I'll uh, so I'll start with the first one here. I'm, I'm going $5,300, but it's a quarterback. And that's Brock Purdy against Seattle, targeting this game again here. And the best analogy that I've heard for Brock Purdy since he's taken over the job is that he's a, he's a point guard out there. You know, he's not looking to do too much. He's just keeping the offense on time. He's just distributing the rock to these talented players that he has around him. In his last five starts, he's put up between 16 and 21 fantasy points, which, you know, once again, isn't like a, a massive number here, but at just $5,300, like it's dirt cheap, and you're not going to regret getting that out of your quarterback if you can get it there. So he's not going to blow you away by any means. I wouldn't expect like a five-touchdown game out of him, but, you know, he's just been absolutely rock solid since taking over that job here. And with those big guns, Eckler and McCaffrey in my lineup, I wanted uh, Purdy in there for sure. And with all the passes CMC catches, I could easily kind of see this almost as like a little hybrid stack city situation where Purdy gets a couple checkdowns to CMC. CMC does all the work, but I don't care because I'm scarfing up the points on both ends of that in my lineup. So Brock Purdy, $5,300 is my first bullet, uh, pick six this week. Love it. Absolutely love it. Do you know why? <laughs> let me guess. Wait, wait, wait. L- let me guess. Uh, Captain, do you think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pick? Because you have it too. <laughs> I'd say it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got pretty as well. And if you remember my strategy at the beginning of the year, it was if I can get starting quarterback play in the low fives, I'm, I'm gonna hammer it all year long. So I'm sticking to that. And I saw 5300, and I was like, oof. I'll go with him. I was I was between him and Daniel Jones, but Jones was fifty six hundred. So I was like, you know what? At three hundred dollars less, I'll go with Purdy. So I I love that pick, Mister Commish and Mister Browntown. You want to let me know who your first pick six is? I think you'll like this from a dynasty uh, perspective. We brought this guy up a couple times this year, off and on. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, Captain, you and I shared that dynasty league together, and we had a bunch of rookies uh, this year, and we kept this one in particular all season long. We had the faith in him. If it wasn't for the very first uh, carry of his career that he fumbled, I think he would have came on much quicker. Uh, But this guy is 4,800 this week, James Cook, for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I got him in my lineup, and that's because he's kind of – he started to uh, outpace Singletary. You know, I think we, you know, when we really were, were taking a, a closer look at uh, Cook and Singletary, we actually had both in our league. Uh, we started seeing that Cook is getting the same, if not more, opportunities. It's involved in the passing game. Like I said, he's already, I mean, he just rushed more times than Singletary last week against uh, the Patriots in a competitive game as well. Um, and we're also kind of seeing, like, Miami is kind of stepping up their game a little bit. Uh, more in the run they are about middle to they're like average in the league they're about 15 but if they do make some stops I think uh, Buffalo will go a little more past happy which they're actually more comfortable being Uh, and that actually screams more James Cook uh, volume and and check downs at times so uh, he's a great pass catcher Um, I like uh, James Cook in uh, in the wild card weekend here I like Cook as well Um, he's not in my lineup but uh, I like him. I was, I had him in there and then I moved him. I, 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 this week, because of all the stud players that are available, I did like 7 million different uh, adjustments to my lineup. But I, at one point I did have cook in there. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and get into my, my second pick six since you guys both know that I'm going purdy. Or, or do you think I should give the fans a, a, an additional one since commissioner already called out purdy? I think you're the host and you should do whatever you want. That's a good That's call. I, I like it. I like it. So uh, on, on the heels of that, I'll go with my, my first pick six. And uh, that's going to be my starting tight end. And that's uh, Dalton Schultz. 
Dallas Cowboys tight end. And the logic behind this is Tampa's defense is pretty stout against the run. They're decent against the pass, but they're horrible against tight ends. They're in the bottom 10, I believe it is, against tight ends. And he was 4,300. So I was like, you know what? He's he's kind of been steady all year long. Anyone who's owned Schultz in fantasy has been pretty happy with the return on this guy. So I thought at that price point, give me Schultz. I'll take him. I like him as my starting tight end. Go ahead, Kamish. Yeah, there you go with Schultz. He's been a really solid, solid contributor for fantasy purposes this year, uh, especially at, at a, a a relative bargain cost there for sure. What, if you can get reasonable tight end play for that amount of money, you're not going to see me argue with it. You know, uh, like you said, you can't run on Tampa, so they're going to have to throw it. He's a safe check down guy for Dak. So I like it. I think it's going to return value for you. Not the tight end I went with in my lineup, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I'll just get in my my final uh, bullish uh, pick six here, rather. And that's uh, this this one's going to make Captain Carmen happy. So I'm going with a, a New York football giant, and it's Isaiah Hodgins. And if you hear the name Isaiah Hodgins and you still are saying, like, who's this guy? Like, I've never heard of him, then you really do need to start paying attention here because he's eclipsed, eclipsed 14 fantasy points in four of his last five games. And he's getting a matchup here against a 31st-ranked defense against opposing wide receivers, which, oh, by the way, he shredded this exact defense in the same building they're going to be playing in this week for 22 fantasy points just three weeks ago. You know, it's not a sexy pick here, but, you know, I, I think all signs here are pointing for Hodgins having another really respected fantasy fantasy outing this week. And it's just $4,100. I just had to get it in my lineup here. I just think it, it was a, a smash play for such a low cost and, again, helps me offset some of those expensive running backs I went with earlier. So Isaiah Hodgins at Minnesota, $4,100. What say you folks? All right. All right. Um, You know, it's funny. We went with a similar approach, but I don't actually like this, but I'll tell you why. Um, Because I'm actually choosing a different New York Giants wide receiver. And I'm going actually with 3,900 Richie James. Uh, like, you know, we, I think are, we're in the same uh, frame of mind here, but um, I'm choosing who I think is uh, the Giants unsung hero hero this this season. Right. Um, you know, they, they had all these injuries this year, but Richie James really pulled through almost all season long for them. He's actually led the Giants in receiving uh, yards for four straight weeks. Uh, and he's a little bit cheaper than Hodgins. So I did look at Hodgins, but I ended up saying, hey, I really like Richie James. Kept looking at it. I mean. Last week, he was seven targets, seven receptions. And there's a reason why for that. He, you know, he, he runs those uh, slot routes. Uh, he gets open. So, you know, if you look at the sex, success of the Giants this year, I think, you know, it's exactly what we talked about earlier this year. Like, don't don't let Danny Dimes take major chances, you know, do these dink and dunks and just throw to the open guy. And that's kind of where Richie James has excelled this year, right? And, uh you know, I guess best best quality, I guess last point here with it in this matchup is Minnesota doesn't really have a nickel corner, um, you know, a great corner that uh, that can guard them too, right? I mean, they got a pretty decent safety with Smith. You got Patrick Peterson that's going to be playing on the edge. Um, so I I, uh, I love Richie James. So not to, um, not to shoot down um, Hodges there for you, but um, I, I did look at him too, but I actually went even cheaper. But I do like, I think Richie James is actually the unsung um, hero this year with the Giants. But I'm going to let's let's actually defer this to um, Captain being the resident Giants fan. Maybe you can be our uh, tiebreaker here. Well, I love them both. Uh, I actually love the matchup too. Uh, Minnesota's like uh, commission pointed to is the 31st against wide receivers. They've, they've been pretty bad all year long in fantasy against wideouts. Um, but I went Richie James as well. Um, he's actually my other uh, pick six. So the reason why, um, you know, he's led the team uh, three straight weeks in yards, targets, and catches. Um, and I don't see that stopping. Although I also like Hodgins. At one point when I was mixing all these lineups in, I had them both in there. And I was like, geez, I can't do two Giants. Like, uh, sleeper picks at Wido. I probably won't win this week. So I ended up pulling Hodgins out. But I like them both. I think they're both good smash plays for the value. You're not going to hear me say bad things about either. 
I just like the way that James has led the team in targets, yards and receptions three straight weeks. Um, against that same Minnesota team, he ended up scoring 17, not as much as Hodgins, but given the way he's played the last couple weeks, I, I have no reason to think uh, that he won't succeed as well. But I like them both. So you're not going to hear any arguments from me. Did, does that wrap up the pick sixes? I think it does. I think we got our six there. All right. So before we get into the pick sixes, you know, uh, we, we want to just share a little bit of strategy with our uh, one of our partners here in Alloy Sports. And they've got a, some good betting strategies, some good things for people to think about coming into, you know, weekly games and things of that nature. So uh, we'll take a minute to let the commission talk about uh, some strategy from Alloy Sports. I wanted to take a minute here so we could talk about a fun new betting strategy that you can use to put some money in your pocket this weekend. Every week, we love taking a new look at a betting strategy built by our partners over at Alloy Sports. With the Alloy app, you can build your own profitable betting system in under 20 seconds. For Wildcard Weekend, we're looking at the Road Grader strategy. What this strategy does, guys, is it hones in on road underdogs that rush the ball at a high level. Since 2019, the Road Grader strategy has won 56% of games with a 10% return on investment for heavy underdogs against the spread. That would be games where the team to bet on had odds of plus five and a half or more. Here are the wildcard games this weekend that you can bet on using the road grader strategy. The Dolphins plus 10 and a half at the Bills and the Ravens plus six and a half at the Bengals. Ride with Alloy Sports and your wallet won't regret it later. All right. So back in action. Uh, Mr. Browntown, do you want to let the fans know what we decided to do Uh when we're talking captain, because we did a little twist this week. Did we not? Yeah, we, we definitely did. And, uh, you know, I think we talked, you know, we, we, we did something similar last year where it, it's, it's fun. You know, we, we say, Hey, okay, okay. What kind of lineups do we want to make? What kind of advice do we want to give out? And I think we're hitting on everything this way. Right. So, um, what we just went through is our normal formula where, um, you know, it starts, you know, you can find matchups that start over on Saturday and end Monday. So you get to choose your whole lineup with all the games. Uh, but we said, hey, you know, there's going to be some betters out there. And I know, including myself, I'm going to want to get some lineups like that, traditional lineups uh, in DraftKings, but I'm also going to want to play captains. So um, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a little lightning round ta and talking about every wild card game this weekend. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk a quick um you know match up spread over under but then we'll uh we'll end it with who all we have as captains so i guess we'll lead it off and i'll go first here and that's uh the very first game of uh of the weekend is seattle against san francisco san francisco is favored in nine and a half points the over under is 43 uh and of course since i got this guy as my bullish buy um, I, I also have uh, CMC as my captain, too. So um, I say, hey, just pound CMC. I also have 49ers as uh, as defense, too. So I, I gave out those picks earlier in this this show, too. So I think you can you can have two major different strategies by having either one of those in your in your lineup as your captain. But that's who I went with uh, uh, captains this week. OK, uh, well, I like. Uh, the not I like them both, but good lord, the price for CMC in a captain's game <laughs> you're gonna be putting some real scrubs in there later on in that lineup. So, I'm gonna go with the Niners defense as my captain call out in that game because I just think I'll still get CMC in there, but I'll also get I might be able to get Ayuk where you might be stuck looking at uh, uh Mama Laka Boo Boo Day. <laughs> Uh, someone, uh, some, <laughs> someone like that. So, Kamish, what say you? I I say that you're never going to be in charge of pronunciations around here. For I can say that with confidence. But uh, no, it's CMC. Like it, it's it's never a bad time to throw him in your lineup for sure. The cost is going to be incredibly high to do so. But you know, if he hits, you'll be happy with it. Um, I already told you I was putting CMC in my lineup this week, so I'm not going to sit here and blast you for it for sure. Um, Niners defense, I think that's was probably the most predictable thing I've ever heard out of Captain Carmen, just based on his uh, 
the way he's been building his lineups this week in captain's games, so which is all good. He's had some success doing it, so I'm not ripping it. Um, I'm going a little bit different approach here. I'm kind of going towards the middle of the pack. I'm going to go George Kittle in my spot here. You know, he's, he's going up against the 32nd ranked defense against tight ends. That number we love to hammer on this program. Uh, he's in my regular lineup as well, so I'm all over this game in general. You know, since week 14, he's been the tight end one overall in fantasy by a wide margin, and that's because Purdy loves him. He's been a security blanket, and he scored five touchdowns uh, since since Purdy took over that job. So Kittle's been the guy for Purdy, you know, the check down guy. So I'm going to roll with him in my captain's lineup. He's probably going to come in below Purdy, uh, below Geno Smith, probably below DK and Walker and CMC as well. So he is kind of a middle-of-the-road guy, and there's going to leave enough meat on the bone for me to probably get uh, a couple other high par- high price pieces of the game into my lineup as well. So give me George Kittle, and uh, I, I'll live with the results there going against the 32nd-ranked defense against that position. Yeah, I love Kittle. I mean, I hammered Kittle a couple times uh, since Purdy took over because just for the points that you pointed out, Kamish, he's, you know, he's been a monster since Purdy took over. So I guess we can get right into the next well, game. We all we oh. all know why on that one, right? They're, they're Iowa buddies. I got to rep Iowa being from Iowa myself. You got that Iowa to Iowa connection. <laughs> I suppose that's what it is. That's all what right. it is, my man. <laughs> Something about Iowa, they do turn out tight ends. I don't I, I don't get it. Must be the tight end you is what <laughs> I don't know what it is, but for some reason that's it's tight end you over there. All right, well we'll get right into the next one, and um, I'll kick this one off, and we're, we're talking Chargers Jaguars, and I guess for me this is kind of this was a, like this was one where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go with old reliable here, and I just went Keenan Allen. I mean the guy is just. He runs the the perfect routes. He's the guy they're gonna go to on third down. He's he's the he's the most reliable piece other than Eckler. Uh, and I just thought Eckler's gonna be extremely expensive. So it's just you know maybe Allen falls into that fourth spot price wise or fifth spot price wise. So I said you know what I'm okay with that. Just give me Keenan Allen. All right. Yeah. I mean, as, as, I think you and I both know Keenan Allen kind of saved us to make it to the championship this year in our fantasy league. So he is old, re- reliable. And I think I mentioned that, you know, a couple of weeks back that, you know, Chargers scare me. I mean, they just scared me preseason. Uh, yeah. Then just getting healthier. Right. So we saw that with Keenan coming back and Mike Williams coming back and everything too, that they're, you know, they're full steam ahead for the, for the most part, I guess we got to see what happens with Mike Williams. Uh, again, injured in week 18 a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep updates there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm all over uh, the Chargers in this matchup. Uh, I know <laughs> I know Jacksonville's hosting a, a home game here uh, in that division, but um, I'm all for the Chargers and I think uh, I think I'm going two in a row where I'm just going I'm just gonna go all out on uh, expensive players. I'm gonna go Eckler uh, because I mean we're kind of seeing a Herbert. Herbert is being a, like, he's still showing he's a great quarterback and winning games, but he's not necessarily been that fantasy quarterback this year too. Cause that, I mean, as we see, uh, Eckler's kind of stealing these, these TDs. Right. So um, I like Eckler, but I do like, um, I like this in the fact that where there's a lot of cheap wide receivers that still get involved on even both teams too. So um, you know, you got Palmer this year that stepped up. You got a couple sneaky guys that are going to be cheaper. Um, and not to mention, uh, you know, Kirk in the regular lineup is in the 6,000. So he's going to be expensive, but not, um, you might be able to still get Eckler, Kirk. Um, and, you know, if, if it's going the way I think it goes, you know, you probably don't need both QBs in there too. So I'm going expensive again. I'm going Eckler, but I think there's enough cheap guys and we all know how, uh, how the uh, Chargers defend tight ends. So you can probably even get Ingram somehow in there too. So um, that's my strategy in this game. Yeah, so you guys want the expensive route. So I'll naturally, I'm going to go the uh, the other way on this one just to give the listeners a good uh, you know, a good base of players to pick from at different levels. And I went, I considered both those guys, but I ended up going with Zay Jones. And, you know, he has been really one of the surprises of the season so far, kind of coming back onto the fantasy landscape. He was a guy who coming in as a rookie and as a second-year player was very much on the dynasty radar, but his game never translated, stops in Buffalo and, and with the Raiders as well. But, you know, he's really come along here in his uh, 
I believe it's his fifth season now in, uh, uh, you know, down, down there in Jacksonville. But, you know, he had a stretch not too long ago where he posted 14 or more fantasy points in four or five games. And he's really not going to be that expensive here. So, you know, it's going to allow me to get both QBs and Keenan Allen into my lineup as well. So I think he's kind of just due for one of those games where he blows up and he catches a long touchdown pass. And it's a low risk, high reward play here for my captain slot. So uh, going cheap here on this one, rolling with Zay Jones, and hopefully he pans out. All right. Okay. So I guess we'll get on to the game that matters the most to me. Uh, This is the Giants at Minnesota. Uh, I would say somewhat familiar opponent. They played him a couple weeks ago. Had not taken an extremely long field goal. Uh, The Giants were right in that game. So I'll get right to my captain and I'm actually going to, I'm going to buck the trend that I typically do where I go cheap. I go defense and I'm going to go pretty costly, and he might be the number two uh, or three highest-priced guy. I'm going Saquon Barkley. I'm going Saquon Barkley against uh, a Minnesota defense that allowed him to score 24 points a couple weeks ago, and I think that uh, Dable's going to dial up Saquon as many different ways he can, and so I actually am going to hammer Saquon this week with my captain, in that Giants game. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting because um, we were kind of flipping the script here where you're going expensive. I'm going cheaper here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this from a betting standpoint because I, I kind of like getting bullish with my takes sometimes, you know, with, with DraftKings. I like going – I like really condensing my players down. I don't really like spreading myself out too much. I really like saying, hey, if I, I, if I got a feeling we, we do this podcast for a reason, we really like these guys. I mean, they're going to hit and keep hitting big. Um, or, you know, if I, if, if, I, if I switch my lineup up too much, it might be a winner, but then you're losing on all the other ones you're, you're pretty bullish with. So um, I guess with that being said, I'm going to stick to my pick six, right? So I have Richie James um, as my pick six. I got him as my regular lineup. And what I like doing in the regular season is I usually like taking some of my pick six players and making them my cap- captains too. Basically, the thought is, hey, if I think they're going to blow up and I want to put them in this main lineup, I might as well put them in for my captain game, especially if they're cheap. So um, that's my thinking there. I like hitting and then I like uh, kind of um, stacking that or I guess kind of sort of like a round robin approach here, too. But I'm, I'm going Richie James in that game as my captain in the uh, in the Giants game. There you go. You're oh. sticking to your guns here uh, with your uh, with your pick from earlier. And I'm actually going to do the exact same in this one here. I'm going Isaiah Hodgins. So we're both doubling down. You know, I talked about earlier on the show. You know, he's run 89% or more of, uh, you know, of routes out there, of, uh, you know, passing play snaps and all that. So he's been out there on the field a ton. It's a great matchup. Don't need to add too much more on Hodgins because I've already said it. And uh, an- an- yet another cheap option here to get more pieces of, uh, of that game. I'll definitely be stacking Cousins and Jefferson in that game in my lineup as well. All right, so I guess I'll I'll, I'll kick it off on the next one. Uh, Captain, I think you got a little too uh, excited over your Giants because the game right before that on Sunday is actually the Miami-Buffalo game. So uh, let's touch on that real quick before we get into the night and the, and the Monday night. Um, and that's going to be the Miami-Buffalo over 46. Buffalo's heavily favored. We heard from Alloy Sports, but um, – Miami might be a, an interesting play just to cover, uh, but we'll definitely see how that goes. But, hey, I'm sticking to my st- same strategy here. Um, I, I like picking my pick six players and my captain, so I'm going James Cook. Another reason for that, you got a lot of high-profile players in that. You got, you know, you got Allen, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Diggs, uh, Watt on all those guys. So James Cook is uh, is cheap. He can, he can kind of um, – he can uh, blow up. But then it affords you to get your your big name uh, players in there too. So I'm I'm gonna stick to that same strategy this week and go uh, keep doubling down, tripling down on my uh, on my lineup guys here. Okay, all right. Well, this is the perfect uh, segue for me to sneak in my my other high price wide receiver. So my captain is gonna be none other than Stefan Diggs, and I just think. Him at home, I mean, playoffs, Diggs is just, 
he's always just showing up in big games and he's especially when the spotlight's on him. So I love Diggs in this matchup. Miami's secondary is, is in the middle of the road toward the back end. Not great. And uh, I just think uh, this could be a, a Diggs, you know, 10 catches, a buck 50, a couple tutties. He could have a big day at the office early too. So I, I went Stefan Diggs on my captain. What say you come in? I like your train of thought. You're going with the uh, you're going with Stephon Diggs, pass catcher for the Buffalo Bills. I'm doing the same, and I'm sticking in the same wide receiver room. But I'm going with your guys, your guys, boy, Gabe Davis, who you've been hyping up all year. So I'm going Woo! with him here. Yeah, I know. I, I say the words Gabe Davis around here, and everyone gets a little excited. So I am picking him this week. You know, as, as a cheaper uh, cheaper pass catcher for for the Bills. Yeah, I think Buffalo likes to get out likely gets out into a big start in this game. And I'll talk more about that later. But, you know, I'm betting on Davis to be a big part of that, or at least in the early going. And even if he's not, even if he doesn't get a couple touchdowns in the first half or anything like that, you know, we saw last week Buffalo, you know, they had something to play for in that game against New England. And you know, they continued to throw the ball deep late in the game. Like they're up, they're up 12 points. The Pats, you know, there's three minutes left. The Pats have all three timeouts. And rather than just hand the ball off and force the Pats to use their timeouts, the Bills are like, no, 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 we got one-on-one. We're taking deep shots here. And they hit it. They actually ended up hitting one of them to really blow the score open late. So I can see more of the same here. You know, it's the playoffs. It, the teams let it all hang out there. You know, if they can run up a score, they're going to do it. And you know, I think they're in a spot to do so. Um, Miami being undermanned, particularly at the quarterback position. So Gabe Davis is, is yet another guy here that won't break the bank for me. And I'll definitely get Allen and probably Tyree Kill on my squad too. So uh, I'm going with your guy, Gabe Davis, and hopefully he can uh, – this is the week he hits on the roulette wheel. Yeah, I'm there we glad, go. I'm so glad we've transitioned to Gabe Davis fanboy versus the wide receiver that shall not be named. And uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that we're all on one accord with that. So, uh, I and I apologize for my uh, early with the Giants, but I get I'm overly excited. But guys, it's been a long time, so you must you got to cut me a little slack on that one. I guess we can get into the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, and Kamish, I'll let you do the honors. Who are you kicking out as your captain? All right, so we're going with the rematch of last week, Ravens and Bengals. And uh, I'm going with Mark Andrews here, and this one's a little bit risky. But if Lamar plays, I think Andrews could really crush in the spot. You know, Cincinnati's given up 24, the 24th most points to opposing tight ends this season. And Andrews really is a difference-making player when Lamar is in the lineup. You know, this is the third time that these teams have played each other this season. So, you know, in scenarios like this, I kind of like to throw the schematics out the window. And it more or less just comes down to, you know, who can win from a talent perspective. And Andrews is, is a premier tight end talent in the league. And I'm happy to soak up a discount here on him, you know, compared to what he would normally be at. Because he hasn't really been in true Mark Andrews form in the second half of the season without Lamar Jackson in there. So, a little bit of a risk. I'll stick with it either way, I guess, even if Lamar does not play. But... I think if Jackson can get on the field in a must-win playoff game, that Andrews could really be a big benefactor of that. I love, I love that pick. Actually, um, it's not my captain. I was gonna say, but he's actually. I mean, I'll give give away a little hint. He's my tight end in, in my regular lineup. So, um, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Um, I don't even know why I forgot that. Actually, I should have. Should you should have been uh, who I'm spotlighting here too. But I did mention another guy that is in my lineup is T Higgins. Kind of going with that fact, I I think I think uh, kind of going with that where Humphrey they they're maybe going to want to stick on Chase, and you get that effect. Like we 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 see that with Cincinnati where Chase will blow up, then Higgins, and Chase will blow up, then Higgins, and that's because who's hot? The reason why Humphrey was uh, on Higgins to start the game is he was on he was on a streak, right? He was he was blowing it up. He's the guy that you needed to actually sneakily watch out for and what do you know chase pulls up right so i'm gonna just go with that alternative uh approach where chase just blew up um hey let's let's make sure he doesn't beat us this week it's funny they just played uh each other uh last week so um it's too fresh in their mind uh i don't think they got any way to stop it um so that's funny i mean they're gonna have probably marcus peters and it's just not a good scenario either so i like higgins even though he was held to one catch i like him to have a huge bounce back in this game so i'm, I'm going higgins here all right all right well i'll close this one out and 
Guys, I'm going expensive again, and he's probably the number one or number two. I'm going to say he's the number one. I'm going Joe Burrow. I mean, what more can we say about Mr. Burrow other than he's just primetime, big game, get it done. I mean, so give me Burrow in a big game that matters with Higgins, with Chase, with Boyd. I don't necessarily care. He's going to he's going to do what Burrow does in these situations and that's going to ball out. So I'm going Burrow at the high high price. I might have to end up switching Boyd in the lineup cuz he's probably going to be the cheaper end of things, but he's still getting red zone looks, but I'm going Joe Burrow here, boys. I think it's just he it's like money in the bank him in a big game. So I'm going Burrow. I guess I like we can it. go. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Sorry. No, I was just like, uh, I like it, man. You made a pretty bold take. You said top three. I think he finished what four this year. So you're pretty, uh, pretty darn close with, you know, going head with head with our, uh, you know, one of our, we have a, a professional, uh, another professional in the fantasy world that, um, kind of, you know, looked at you strange when you said bro top three. So you weren't too far off with that this year. So, um, like you said, big game. Big game, Burrow, I guess. Yeah, I like that call, too. If, uh, I know uh, Captain Carmen was all over Joe Burrow this year, and there, there does always seem to be one quarterback who doesn't really run a lot, who kind of stands in the pocket and just crushes from the touchdown perspective, and it really gets him up to, up to be fantasy gold, and that was Burrow this year, so you nailed that one. And uh, I like it, too. It led me to a dynasty championship this year in a, a league you guys are not in, but so I'm all in, on, all in on the Joey B train, and I will be probably for the rest of his career, so. Captain Carmen, you nailed that one. I won't give you any slack for it here. Yeah, I mean, glad you guys agree with the borough take. I almost got, like, laughed at when I made that call out, and I missed it by one spot. So he ended up at QB4. So I was pretty darn close for a guy who doesn't run the football to be in the conversation. So I'll, I'll gladly take it. And I guess, Kamish, we're going to get into the game that uh, all – I would say resident Patriots fans are going to be watching and rooting for an individual. I'm not sure who that is. I mean, you guys know who's playing on the, on a Monday night game might wear the number 12. Does anyone, can someone please help me out with who the hell that might be? Yeah. I've seen that guy. Like I'm, I'm about to be 32 years old and that guy was winning Super Bowls when I was 11. So he's uh to say he's been around the block for a while is, is an understatement. And, and, uh, you know, happy to talk about this game here. You know, I'll, 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 before I dive into it, I want Aaron Brown to set the table a little bit here on, you know, on the box and some of the gambling, uh, the gambling aspects of this game before I really dive into my takes. I want to touch on that piece of it when it comes to this one as well. So downtown Brown hit us with it. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, I think we know the NFL, you know, they always want some, some time to digest who makes the, you know, who makes the playoffs and, and who's going to play at what time slot. And, and, you know, they, they, they probably got this one right, right? I mean, you got America's, America's team with the Cowboys uh, playing Tampa Bay with, uh, you know, the go to Tom Brady. It's, um, you know, one of the most popular figures in the, in the, in the league or even in, in other sports too, right? So um, as far as the, the lines go, I mean, you're probably going to have uh, probably the most, you know, money flowing and betting flowing in, uh, in this game it being the Monday night, you know, it's kind of all by itself as well. So um, spreads may change a little bit, but at, you know, last time I looked uh, not too long ago, you had um, Dallas favored as the, um, it's funny as the away team, right. Uh, by two and a half points. So it's, they got a pretty close spread with Tampa Bay playing at home and the over under is 45 and a half. So a decent, um, you know, kind of a, a higher spread that, that's super high, but a little, little bit higher. So a little bit of scoring there, they're they're thinking with the over under, um, but that hopefully that sets the table there for for you guys, and then we can kick it off from there. Yeah, it does. Thanks for thanks for doing that. I, you know, I my before I dive into my my captain's pick here, I did want to touch on the uh, on the gambling aspect of it. You know, I a, a couple of things stick out to me in this game. You get a home team in the playoffs getting two and a half points. That line, uh, you know, something like that. I kind of want to pounce on. And I am going to parlay this one. I know Aaron's our parlay all day, parlay all night guy, but so he'll like this one. 
Um, and I'll probably be sending them a little bit of money to place a bet for me on this year, but I like the Bucks <laughs> with the spread at plus two and a half. I also like an alternate point total of under 50 and a half. And the reason I like that is because I think that if you look at both defenses here, Aaron was talking about the Dallas defense earlier being towards the top of the league in sacks, you know, the buff, the Buccaneers, their real weak, weak point on offense is their offensive line. And Brady, as we know, is a is a, a stationary player, especially, especially at this stage of his career. So I think the Bucks the Bucks offensive line could struggle a little bit against Michael Parsons and that Dallas defense. So and obviously we've been over Dak, you know, throwing picks picks uh, left and right. So I do see a lower scoring game than that. I did tease it up a little, the under up a little bit, just to kind of protect myself a little. So I have Bucks plus two and a half on the spread an alternate under of 50 and a half. And I also have bucks over 11 and a half points. Obviously they are going to have to score some, if they're going to win this game. But if you, if you put all three of those in there, in there for a same game parlay, it gives you plus two ten odds, which is 32, $32 to win a hundred. So I'm all in on that. I think this is going to be a game the bucks pull out and it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than we'd like, but this, you know, it could still, both teams could still be in the twenties and you can cover this bet. So that's what I like from the gambling aspect of it. As far as a captain's pick, I'm going I'm going the Captain Carmen route for the first time, and I'm excited about it. I'm going Buccaneers defense. You know, they'll cost almost nothing. I can get anyone else in this game that I want to. Definitely C.D. Lamb. Um, and like I said, Dak's turnover machine, so I can see, you know, even if he throws a pick six in this one, it might blow up my bet a little bit, but it will it'll be good for my uh, my defense pick here. So go in the Bucks defense, and hopefully it works out for me. Yeah, I uh, love the Bucks defense. What more can you say about Tom Brady <laughs> and Aaron? Like you said, they got this one right. But every time I hear America's team, I I have, I have a little <laughs> bit of vomit come up to the top of my throat. It's just it makes me want to just puke when I hear that about the Cowboys. Um, but great marketing. I mean, they've they've been nailing that forever. But I guess I'm going to touch on the gambling aspect of it too. Is I like the under, like you, Kamish. I like the Bucks getting points, and I'm going to throw something crazy out there. I don't know what the line is, but how about any time touchdown scorer Tom Brady? I'm calling a goal line touchdown. He's going to – he's sneaking one in. I'm calling it. He's going to sneak one in. That's going to be a good plus money bet. So I'm going to throw that in there on the gambling side. And my captain pick – how do you not go with Mr. Brady in this situation and under the lights? He knows he's the only show in town. And I was tempted to go Tampa because it's it's kind of my thing, like Commission. said. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I would be doing a disservice to all the uh, Brady lovers if I didn't go with the GOAT at captain one last time. So – Hats off to Tom. Terrific. I'm throwing him out there as my captain pick. What say you, Mr. Brown? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I too, I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago, even before they clinched, you know, before they played Carolina, I was like, I, I have a sneaky future out there for, uh, the bucks making the super bowl, not winning super bowl, but making it. Um, so we'll see. We'll definitely see how that goes. I mean, it's pretty early to tell too, but I mean, in that respect, that uh fun I, I do like um i like our conversation where it's going um i actually went chris godwin though for my captain and that's and i was kind of thinking of game flow i think the thing that kept you know i think that's going to be interesting as uh Kamish said is dallas does have a terrific pass rush right so um what that means is i don't think um mike evans i, I don't think there's going to be enough time to do the Mike Evans plays, right? So he's going to – I mean, he's number one target is Godwin. And uh, it's funny, he was out actually on the $2 million. Uh, another um, partner of ours with Underdog Sports, the $2 million winning lineup, had Chris Godwin. He really came up of, of late in the season. Uh, probably helped a lot of championships going. Um, but I'm, I'm going Godwin just because I don't think Brady's going to have a lot of time, right? So I think – Cowboys are still going to keep it interesting because of their defense there. So um, I'm going Godwin. He can easily have seven to nine um, catches easily. Yeah. Um, you're not going to hear many arguments from me with Godwin and Brady throwing the guys like who typically go with those slot routes, those intermediate routes, the quick hitters. Brady scans the field, makes the right play like 99% of the time. So 
I like Godwin. I just, I guess you can call me uh, crazy, but I'm just going nostalgia here, and I'm going to go over Brady with my my call. So if we don't have anything else to say on that game, we can get right into hot takes. Kamish, you got a hot take for us? As always, I have a hot take for you guys, and this one is going back to the Buffalo game, Buffalo and Miami, and uh, it looks like two is not going to play, so I have no problem throwing this one out there. And I think that the the Bills are going to win by at least three scores in this one. The line is currently nine and a half in favor of Buffalo, but I'm all for teasing that teasing that line up a full touchdown to 16 and a half. Uh, so I think Buffalo's going to cover that with relative ease. I just have zero, zero confidence in Skylar Thompson to keep Miami in this game in a tough spot up in Buffalo. It's going to be another emotionally charged environment for the Bills. And like we, we, we kind of said earlier that we think the Bills are going to be chucking it all over them early and maybe even late. So I think there's a chance that could even, they could even get up to 20. I didn't quite have the stones to make it a, a 19 and a half line, but I think 16 and a half is a, uh, isn't enough for me to, you know, still call it a hot take there. Moving the line a full touchdown. Give me the bills here. I think they're going to bury the dolphins and move on to the, to the divisional round. Yeah, that's not a bad take there. Uh, I mean, you got two has got like three more days to get cleared. I mean, I guess, I mean, he's, my guess is he's going to play. Uh, I mean, he has missed two games, but I mean, that is like his second concussion, you know, serious concussion this year, I believe, or maybe even three, but um, so yeah, well definitely, I know they were going to handle that one with care, but uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but there's a very high chance he's going to do, they're going to play him. So I don't know. You guys can kind of read between the lines there with that, but um, I'm going to actually talk a little bit about that game with my hot take. Um, I'm actually going to say both my running backs in my lineup this week. I'm going to say James Cook is going to have a rushing and receiving touchdown, and so will CMC. So um, what I will say as far as the betting world, um, try to do an – you know, may, maybe not go too crazy with the odd take by doing both, but do a two-touchdown prop with CMC and a one-anytime touchdown prop with uh, James Cook parlay those two and that should be a pretty nice plus uh you only need those two to hit to be a you know uh, it's probably gonna be a good plus 600 700 uh or more if you do that i thought you were saying james cook's gonna have a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown i did i so that gonna, that is don't back off record. it that's the hot take that's the hot take gonna, CMC's it is, it is. is not a hot take there well no this is the thing I, my hot take i'll go on record saying is i think both will do that i think they both will get a rushing and receiving as a hot take if you want betting advice i'm gonna say take cmc to have two touchdowns and james cook to have one and parlay those two but my hot take will be both will have rushing and one receiving all right okay i like it i you get the captain approval <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll get into mine, and this was one I called out earlier in the year, and I'm going back to the well with Joe Burrow. And here we go, folks. Five touchdowns. Three to Jamar Chase. One to T. Higgins. One to Tyler Boyd, and they just absolutely steamrolled the Baltimore Ravens. Burrow, five tutties. Three to Chase, one to Hig, one to Boyd. That's my hot take. Shout out to Oprah, right? You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. <laughs> you get a touchdown. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll see. I mean, you were, you were pretty close when you had that earlier in the season. So we'll see if you got the Bur- Burrow radar. Kamish, any last words? I, I love the hot takes, boys. It's been really fun throwing them out there all season. I – uh I'm rooting for all of our hot takes. I'm rooting for all of our regular takes. Glad to be back here uh, here recording as a team here. It's going to be a fun, super wild card weekend. Let's get it. Yes. Oh, hey, Kamish, you got a hot blog coming out, right? You might, you might as well advertise that blog for all you fantasy uh, fantasy fans out there. Sure do. I've been, been in the laboratory again with the blogging coming up here. We'll get a lot more of that coming in the offseason here. Uh, a little bit more time in our hands to digest some things. But before we move on to the 2023 season, we're just going to do a, you know, a recap of some, some awards. Got a little creative with the titles of some of these awards, but uh, you know, just awards for the, the 2022 season, you know, guys who, guys who brought it and helped fantasy managers 
compete for championships and hopefully win them. If these guys are in your lineup, you had a good shot at that. So we'll uh, have that coming out here. You know, maybe even by the time you're listening to this, it'll be live on the website, but we'll make sure we're sharing that all of our socials as well. So you can read it and make sure you're sticking tuned for not just our episodes, but our blog as well. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year of, of writing up co- content for the NFL. I think the listeners know by now that we're a 365 operation here and uh, we're not just going to shut down because the fantasy season's over. That's not, that's for sure. Yeah, and Kamish, we're going to have to be real care- careful because uh, our newest league member in the league that we're all in is a avid fan of the Sunday Showfire, listens all the time, look, goes on to the website. So we're going to be giving him ammo <laughs> to play against us. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be creative, uh, to say the least. Yeah, it's like a double-edged sword there. <laughs> but like I always like to say, boys, uh, let's go Big Blue and peace.